This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we dig further into St. Luke's Gospel with wars and persecutions, destruction of Jerusalem, the coming of the Son of Man, watch yourselves, and preparing for the Passover. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or on your favorite podcast provider. Holy God, holy and most gracious Father, have mercy on us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us Oh, 
from 1 Peter chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, sisters and brothers in Christ, grace and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ may it be unto you for now and forever. Amen. I want to talk to you today about a, a change that God made in my life and, and continues to make in my life as he grows me up to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We're all on the growth pattern. And, and when I was young and getting out of seminary, I needed a lot of growth. But still, as I've uh, grown mature, I see how much more that I have to go. And God keeps on teaching me over and over again. And I would suggest that if your eyes are open, and you're ready to hear what he has to say, you can see it too. I got, I got two stories for you. Uh, both have been powerful in my life. Uh, the first one comes out of LaGuardia. If you've ever flown out of LaGuardia, you know that things can get really messed up, especially if you're flying to Chicago. So I, I had been at a meeting and I was tired and I had to go back at a couple of weddings. I was preaching five times over the weekend and I just needed to get home and rest. And so I literally prayed on the way to the, to the airport, God, would you please sit me next to somebody who doesn't want to talk? And would you please, if you could, if they speak a foreign language, that would be better. I just want to sleep. So I get there. Row 38, my kind of normal row. Next to me, there's a woman, and she's speaking Korean. And she's reading Korean and she's doing a, a Korean crossword puzzle and I'm thinking oh God thank you you listen to me we pulled away out away from the gate and then those hated words came 
the pilot said, well, there's a ground stop in Chicago, and they're going to put us over on the side for a while. And I knew once we passed seven airplanes, not in a row, but beside one another on the tarmac, you know you're not going anywhere for a long time. So I went to sleep. After about 45 minutes, I wake up. It's hot. And they said, well, not quite yet. And I got anxious. So I called my friend, who's an air traffic controller, he's a member of the congregation. I said, Mike, I know that when things get crazy at O'Hare, I, I know that, that you start calling things, airplanes, by random. So if you get a chance, could you call American Airlines 263? And he said, I'm not sure what I can do, but I can tell you, two minutes later, the engines are going. Four minutes later, we're first in line, and six minutes later, we're in the air, and this lady looks at me and goes, you powerful man. <laughs> and I said, no, I have a powerful friend. And we started talking about what she was doing, and she wanted to know more about who my friend was, and I wanted to know about more about her. And, and it was obvious to me that she was in distress and trying to figure some things out and anxious. And here's what she was anxious about. She's an astrophysicist studying for her doctorate, her second doctorate at Columbia. And she was going to Chicago to make a speech about something that she had discovered. And what she had discovered was through all of her study, God created the universe. And she said, if I say this out loud, I'm ending my career. But I've come from my study to, to know God created the universe. And so I started praying with her about this for strength. And then she said, well, I don't know a lot about this, God. But I, I and I've, I've looked around for other religions. I think the one that makes the most sense is the one with Jesus. Do you know Jesus? And I said, well, he happens to be a powerful friend of mine. And for the rest of the time, we talked about his love for her and his strength for her and the hope that she could have. I, I don't know what happened to her in the end. I know she made that speech. She could have been kicked out and gone back. But it made a difference for me, thinking about who it is that's my powerful friend. And in particular, I want to talk about a powerful friend when we're preaching. Now, flip back to uh, the early 80s. I was in Philadelphia, and I was one good preacher, right? They told me at seminary, they gave me A's. And they encouraged me, and they said, go for it. And I, I want you to know that I, pra I tried to preach like this professor and like this professor and this professor and I modeled myself after them and I preached one heck of an academic sermon. And I got to this little church in uh, the inner city of Philadelphia and I started preaching away and pretty soon there was a couple of graduate students who found their way to our congregation and they told somebody else and they told somebody else that there was a good academic preacher here in, in Philadelphia and, and then they said, there's a homiletics professor from Yale coming down, and he's coming down for a, 
an event, and um, he's bringing a couple of students with him to hear you preach. And I start off thinking, well, good for them. Until I started prepping my sermon. And God struck me dumb that week. I could only, only come up with, as an illustration, the three little pigs. And I said, I can't preach a three little pig sermon. It's beneath me. I, I won't preach a three little pig sermon. What will they think? And, and, and so I'm working myself up. I'm prepping. It's five o'clock on Sunday morning, and I got nothing better than the three little pigs, so that's the sermon I preached. And on the way out, the professor shook my hand and said, well, young man, that was interesting. And the first student comes out and says, I drove four hours to hear that dog of a sermon, and the rest of them wouldn't even look at me. And then the first parishioner comes out. She said, Pastor, that's the first sermon you ever preached that I really understood. And the next one comes out and says, Pastor, I just started coming here because somebody told me to, to come here. Can I be baptized? And the next one comes out and says, I want to be a confirmed member of this congregation. And I'm going, what in the world have I been doing not letting the power of God speak through my words and trying to weave the power of God into my sermon? Have him come alongside me instead of letting him take over. And that's what I want to encourage you to. Two stories in one point. In our scripture verse, these last words, it talks about the, the prophets. They were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you. And now the good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Brothers in Christ, as you're thinking about who you're preaching for next, remember the people for whom you preach are not those whom you need to impress, but let the power of the cross speak through you. Let the power of Christ speak through you. Let the power of his hope in your own heart, and if you don't have hope in your own heart, it's time to change. It's time to grow up, and it's time to find what it really means to live with that peace that passes all understanding that keeps your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. If we believe, honestly believe, that the gospel is the power of God for salvation, let's speak it. If we believe that the Lord Jesus Christ has come to, to lead us, not just to heaven, but both to experience and to express the love of God, which is ours in Him. If the Holy Spirit lives within our hearts, and not just conceptually within our hearts, but His power takes its place and throne in our hearts, then let us be bold, so bold, that we set aside the things that hold us back from reaching God's people with the message of his love. And fix our eyes on that Jesus who says, I'll be with you and who will strengthen you. 
and pray that the Holy Spirit guide you so that you might be a useful vessel. Now, I'm not suggesting that you cut short on your study because you got to go through all the study, the word study, the, 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 uh, you got to go through all the, the interpretations. You have to go and, and look at what other people have said because that's a part of learning the craft. But having mastered the basics of the craft, don't forget that those are people for whom Christ died and who, who need to hear the good news you have to share. There's so many bad things happening in our world. Let's us be about good news and letting the power of God speak through us. Amen.
I cry to you, O Lord. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. My mouth is filled with your praise. Every day I will bless you. By awesome deeds you answer us with righteousness. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. He redeems your life from the pit, and crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let my cry come to you. In our prayers, we remember the family of the Reverend Bonjeni John Cambule, who has died after an extended illness. He was a professor at the Lutheran Theological Seminary in Pretoria, South Africa, and a student in our PhD in Missiology program. Let us pray. Almighty God, grant that we who have celebrated the Lord's resurrection may by your grace confess in our life and conversation that Jesus is Lord and God, through the same Jesus Christ your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, great shepherd of your flock, it has pleased you to call Bonjeni, a pastor to your people, into your glorious presence. We thank and praise you for all the blessings and mercy you bestowed on your departed servant, especially for the years you permitted him to be your under-shepherd. We praise you for having kept him faithful in the face of trials and difficulties, for having given success to your word which he proclaimed, for having built your temple in the hearts of many through his ministry, and for having given him a blessed death and reception into the kingdom of your glory in heaven. Comfort all who mourn his departure and help us gratefully to remember all who have spoken the word of God to us as we await our joyful reunion in heaven, where you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless us, defend us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.